Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Is the door unlocked? Well, I guess what's going on in here start service then. Listen, I don't know what you're doing or what time it is, where you're at, but great day in the morning to you. To all the saints, sinners, winners, losers, contenders, pretenders, lovers, haters, friends, enemies, and frenemies. To the utmost, Jesus saves, but you still have got to base. Regardless of how it's going or how you feel about it, this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice. And you know what? Throw hands in it. Coming to you live from a storefront church where we only got seven parking lots, two of them belong to the pastor and his wife. They don't drive together because they have marital problems. The other five spots go for whoever get it for, get there first. And the rest of y'all just got to go across the street. It's your main man, your favorite rev, your spiritual gangster, because I cannot be a wankster. Yes, it is I, Brody Bowtie, a.k.a. Swank Sinatra, a.k.a. Andre No Stacks, a.k.a. Bruh Preacher, a.k.a. Christian Shade, a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook, a.k.a. Come on, bruh. But my mama named me Ken and my daddy gave me Grace. W is for welcome to the benediction where Jesus is mine and the shade is divine. Tonight's occasion is simple as this. On your stuff. Mason Rudolph, on your part. Taylor Swift, on your music. I on your stuff, all right? Yo, so let's talk sports real quick. Um, but you guys know I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan when it comes to uh, college basketball. So my boys went out there. They got the number one ranking and then messed around and got beat by Evansville. Of all people, Evansville. You lost by three. It is what it is, but whatever. Like, I hate... This is one of the things I hate about Kentucky because they do this every year. Every year they have this one loss that just doesn't make any sense um, whatsoever. Um, they're probably going to do it again. Probably going to do it again to some somebody random that they shouldn't be losing to. But that's the beauty of college uh, college basketball and why I love it so much more than um, than, than college football. and but Actually, football in general because on any day of the week, anybody can beat anybody like all i gotta do is get hot if one of us gets hot we can ride the hot hand all the way to a w so speaking of hot hands carmelo anthony has found his way to the blazers praise be to black jesus that somebody has finally decided to to sign good brother carmelo anthony um blazers do need some help right now those cats are over there hurting they look nice in those uniforms Blazers got like one of the best uniform kits in the league. Maybe like all sports, they got like one of the best uniform kits to me. But um, they need some help, and I think Carmelo can give them can give them some help. Speaking of people that are being um, picked up or rather picked on, whatever you want to call it, Colin Kaepernick had a workout on Saturday, which is not the normal day that uh, these workouts are typically done. Um, a lot of people have mixed feelings about this. There are some people saying that, you know, Colin should be grateful that they even gave him a workout. He didn't have to. Um, and then there are guys like me who are just like, well, I, I agree with him. He should control his own narrative. Um, to me, this case is like that what's going on with Colin is a lot similar to like what was going what's going on rather with uh, with Monique and, and Netflix. It's like, you know, I got the skill. Um, you know, I got the talent. Why aren't you? Why aren't you giving me the opportunity? And someone will say, "Well, 
We did give you an opportunity. We gave you a workout at a professional facility and whatnot. But yeah, it was on your terms. Okay. And everything that's happened to me in regards to the league has been on your terms. Okay. You didn't pick a team didn't pick me up because you allowed the president to punk you out. Okay. You've been picking up all these random guys off the streets or wherever to come play quarterback for these different teams or whatever. And I'm over here. I'm ready. And I'm better than these guys that you're, than a lot of these guys that you're putting on the field. So we're going to see how this shakes out. I'm not going to get into this too tough because it's exhausting. Like, it's exhausting trying to watch people fail at doing the right thing. And people are like, well, if he wanted to play, why didn't he just do it their way? But it was a PR stunt to begin with. And so my philosophy is once I figure out that you're trying to stunt me, then I'm finna try to stunt you too. You feel me? You're not just gonna be out here like running roughshod over me and for no reason. Like, I've done nothing to you. I took a knee um, to, I took a knee for police brutality, which is still going on, by the way. And that was my only issue. Should Colin Kaepernick be picked up by a team? How is he gonna, how is he gonna handle this? Because the NFL still feels a way about this. White people, still feel a way about it and apparently some black people feel a way about it too and i know there's this thing sometimes like you know well they didn't have to give him a chance um and i think that just kind of panders to that whole to me that just screams like let me do what these white folks say because they're giving me a chance and we don't have to do that it's, it's 2019 we can like he was saying uh in the, one of the interviews i saw uh you know, we can control our own narratives. We can tell our own stories. We've had enough. <laughs> we've had enough of other folks telling our stories for us, um, telling our stories for us. So let's control our own narratives, control our own destiny. And then even if things don't work out the way that we want them to, at least we did it our way. Uh, I think it's a Frank Sinatra song. I did it my way. One of my favorite Frank Sinatra songs. What up, Frank Sinatra? Speaking to myself. But um. But yeah, so people are speaking, praise God, of people not telling stories um, as far as like what happened. Uh, Mason Rudolph. So I know a bunch of you, everybody probably by now has seen the highlights um, or the game between the Steelers and the Browns. And you saw the, um, I can't even call it an exchange. This was just a flat out. You got your head rocked, Mason. Uh, I was watching the game and... Um, I was, you know, I was, the Browns are like my other squad. They're like my, my AFC squad. And I know somebody's like, you need to make better choices with your life. And you're probably right. But I like what the Browns were doing last season. I didn't expect them to like, um, just come in this season and be a playoff team or, or, you know, be the top seed in the AFC. But I just thought they would be contenders and there's still time for them to contend, but they have a lot of work to do i didn't see them being like three and six or whatever their record is right now that's not what i saw for them when the season started um i predicted that they would probably finish like eight and eight maybe nine and seven ten and six if they like upset a couple of people and this was also contingent on the steelers not looking how they look now but you got a w from them but anyway but um, so I'm watching the game and then all of a sudden, you know, a scuffle breaks out and then the scuffle turns into a brouhaha and then a whole galamafri and it's just a bunch of mess. And so everybody's like, well, yeah, Miles, Miles Garrett, who took the took Mason's helmet off and hit him with it. 
you know, that was dangerous and blah, 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 this, that, and the third. I don't condone people getting their tail kicked. I don't condone people getting hit with helmets and whatnot. Those things hurt. Um, but in my, from what I saw, in my humble opinion, Miles Garrett executed what Mason Rudolph was trying to attempt. And so, no, you shouldn't be hitting people with helmets. But if I see you trying to take my helmet off, and this is probably like some Old Testament stuff on my part with this whole iPhone and I stuff or whatever. But if I see you trying to take my helmet off, that means that you're looking to do harm to me. And even after I took your helmet off, you're still you're still reaching at my throat. You grabbing my sack. Like you kicked me in my you kicked me in my in my boys or whatever. And so on the flip side, Mason's trying to get his helmet back. I get it. But at the same time, at this point, I'm in defense mode now. And so because you even tried me like that, now I got to rock your head. And so I think on another day, you know, if this this incident happens again, I do think there's still a, a scuffle. Um, I do think that Miles takes Mason's helmet off, but I don't think he hits him with it um, if this were to happen again. But um, Mason, what's really bothered me with this whole incident uh, while I do think he should have been suspended, the other thing that's bothered me is how um, cocky he's been about it. And it may be the wrong word, but he's just been. I haven't liked his attitude towards it when people he's been joking about it. Like when you, when they're talking to him about it, there's this smirk on his face like like you didn't get your head rocked. The other thing that troubled me, too, was I didn't understand because, you know, the the uh, NFL is supposed to be serious about these concussions now uh, and they just need to <laughs> they just need to admit that they're lying about everything um, i'm still gonna watch but just admit that you're that, that you're lying and that you're not good people or whatever um at least up in the front office but anyway i didn't understand how if we're supposed to be so pro concussion protocol why was mason rudolph allowed to come in come back into the game after getting murked by a helmet like i didn't get that did anybody check him out? Is there, and if you saw that, please let me know. Like if any of you saw where they checked him out or anything like that. I didn't think he should have been, even though they were just doing the little victory formation, though they were losing, uh, even though they were just kneeling or whatever, he shouldn't have came back in. Um, the game was still going on. They should have checked him out. I'm sure they have checked him out since then. But I just don't agree with um, how any of it was handled um, in terms of how they treated Mason. I don't agree with mason's behavior since the incident i know there's a piece of you that's like low-key embarrassed because <laughs> everybody saw you get hit with that helmet and so i i get it that you know the your defense mechanism must be well let me play this cool or whatever but we'll always remember you getting your head rocked we'll always remember that and speaking of which like this is the same mason rudolph who got popped a couple of weeks ago and like was knocked unconscious like he got hit and he was just out like something happened with his nerves or whatever and so he was out and so that's why i was like well wait a minute this is all the more reason why uh he shouldn't have came back into the game um i do hope that the nfl continues to look at this i still feel like mason should have been um he should have been suspended because even though he got his head rocked or whatever and he was quote unquote the victim um in this incident he also continued to fight and the other guys that uh not named miles garrett the other guys that were suspended 
they were suspended because they were involved in the altercation as well. And so on that note, I feel like Mason Rudolph should have been suspended. I love Mike Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin. Um, and I love the Steelers, too. I think they're, you know, it's a great organization. And I think that's some of the reason why nobody's done anything with Mason Rudolph, because everybody's like, well, the Steelers are already having a hard enough time as it is. As it is. Again, that's not our problem or concern. Suspend this dude. At least a game. Like, at least one game, suspend him. Like, you've done the other guys or whatever. Um, you can make it with your backup, with your backup, backup quarterback. We've seen you do it. So, I feel like he should be suspended. And um, that's that on that. In college football, my Georgia Bulldogs, they were able to take down uh, the Auburn Tigers. I'm so tired of Georgia stressing me out. Like, you had the game under control. Yeah, you you stressing me out, and like I'm I'm sick of it. Sick of you stressing me out week in and week out. You had the game under control, and then all of a sudden, like life just stopped. Um, gotta quit playing like that. Now we did secure our spot in the SEC championship. We won the division for the third year in a row. We're going to the championship game for the third year in a row. Um, I do have some concerns about my Georgia Bulldogs. I got some concerns about my dogs. I don't know if we have enough offense to contend with LSU. On the flip side, I don't know if LSU has enough defense to uh, contend with us. I watched LSU against Ole Miss give up over 200 yards rushing, not passing, rushing to the quarterback from Ole Miss 200 yards rushing to a quarterback from Ole Miss 200 yards rushing from a quarterback from Ole Miss LSU has also had a propensity for giving up a lot of points they've given up a lot of points um throughout the season and granted it doesn't matter because they're undefeated but and so that's why I'm just like, I don't know how this game is going to play out should the two of them meet up in this uh, SEC championship because LSU has enough points. Uh, they have enough offense to outscore anybody, even if their defense doesn't hold up. Um, but then again, does Georgia have enough offense to put up the points that LSU, <laughs> LSU's defense can give up to even contend or compete? So I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping that Georgia is able to run the ball just as well as Ole Miss was, just as well as other teams have. And I feel like what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to make some designed runs for Jake Fromm. For Jake Fromm. This would be a great time for us to have Justin Fields, by the way, but uh, who's doing great at at, uh, at uh, Ohio State. We're going to see how this shakes out. Um, the rankings should be interesting this week because, at least to me, Ohio State played better than LSU this week. Granted, LSU put up 50 points, um, but uh, Ohio State was in control of their game from start to finish, whereas you were in control, you lost control, and then you were just able to hang on because Ole Miss doesn't have enough talent to compete with you. All right, but, but yeah, we're going to see how things shake out this week um, with the college football playoff uh, poll. Again, we're going to see what these Falcons are going to do, if they're going to actually make a push. And in the meantime, we're going to transition to the choir room. But I want you to hear something before we pop up in there. Yeah, come on. 
Here we go now. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and all the wonderful things you've done. And you died on the cross because you loved me. You bore my sins and you bore them alone. Oh, you died and rose. You died and rose. You died and rose. You died and rose. And every time I turn around, you turn things around. You picked me up, placed me here solid ground. When I was down on the miry clay, you picked me up and you see I can't stay. I got work to do, preach and prophesy. Show the homies from the hood they can have new life. My father very rich, so that mean I rich kid. I but own on the cattle on the thousand here. Come on, him coming for a church despite no wrinkle and no shade and don't want no dirty children. And looking for the one that sit on the hill. Already paid the price, you know I had to put the bill. But we all should pay, come judgment day. I'm gonna call the name, this here no shade But if you know, think that you living right Your name no be written in the Lamb of the life Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy And all the wonderful things you've done And you died on the cross cause you loved me You bore my sins and you bore them alone Oh, you died and rose You died and rose You died and rose You died and rose Yeah, how you gonna be your end? Yeah, was that cool or what? Uh, <laughs> I always wonder what that song would sound like as a gospel tune. And so I decided to remix it. It's actually been sitting on my phone for a good little minute. Um, and I listened to it in my spare time. I think it's on my SoundCloud, too. It might be on my SoundCloud. I do have a SoundCloud, by the way. Just type in Brody Bowtie on SoundCloud and you'll see me there. Um, but in the meantime, it's time to go into my favorite room in the church. Uh, that's the choir room. And I'm going to tell you guys some of the songs that I've been, albums rather, that I've been checking out. So I've checked out my first FK Twigs album, and I know somebody's going to be upset with me, but you know what? It is what it is. Your mama's weird cricket, and we still love her just the same because she makes good collard greens. All right, but I checked out FK Twigs. She has an album called uh, Magdalene Out. If you come from one of these good country Baptist churches, you say Magdalene because we don't call her Mary Magdalene. We call her Mary Magdalene. Alright, now I'm not sure if that's the same, uh, you know, Magdalene that she's in reference to, she being uh, FKA Twigs, um, but nevertheless, never I need to know actually if that's the case, because you know Mary Magdalene, she was, she's one of my favorite people in the Bible, because people talked about her, and then she ended up being one of, one of Jesus's, like, greatest followers, okay, um, so you just never know what, what, what the good Lord is going to do in somebody's life, amen? Amen. But she has an album called FK, uh, not FK Twigs, Magdalene or Magdalene. Um, I was trying to figure out like how to describe her, like her sound. And the best description came from a tweet I saw in passing where someone said that she basically is like Solange for white people. And I was like, you know what? This makes like perfect sense. Like instead of giving you cranes in the sky, she gives us twigs. Um in the sky um from what i understand she used to i guess talk to the, the dude from twilight uh robert pattinson and i guess they're not together anymore and from what the people who are faithful fans of her say that most of these songs are like basically about him so i love to see a white girl take her heartbreak and put it into her music i eat taylor swift we'll talk about her a little bit later um but yeah solid album um, you can really put it's kind of sad. I will say I will say that it is kind of sad, but the material is really good. Look at the material. 
<laughs> it's really good. Uh, speaking of folks with good material, good sister Doja Cat. She has a wonderful album out right now called uh, Hot Pink that I've been listening to like in random. These are the things I've been listening to for like the past week or two or whatever. Um, but uh, Doja Cat, Hot Pink, um, and it's everything that it says. It's hot and it's pink because she's literally on the cover in pink and whatnot and there's pink stuff around her or whatever but uh you know she was out here a couple of weeks ago everybody was trying to decide whether her flow was kendrick or or nikki and i was just glad that she gave it to us because it was a good flow amen tell your neighbor sometimes you just need a good flow all right um and if you know it like i know there's a woman in the, in the bible amen the woman with the issue of blood she had no flow so I think if she'd been in the same situation, I, I don't think she would have cared whether she sounded like Kendrick or whether she sounded like Nikki as long as she was flowing. Amen. And I just totally took that out of context. But your pastor probably took some out of context today, too. But anyway, um, speaking of speaking of out of context, um, Jacquees, Jacquees, I'm about to say something that I thought I'd never say. Um, Jacquees has made a great R&B album. I'm going to say that one more time. Jacquees has made a great R&B album. Um, I think Jacquees has been listening to us make fun of his voice and make fun of him for crowning himself as the king of R&B, which he decided to call his album. He's calling his album the king of R&B or whatever. And you know what? If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Um, as long as you know that as long as Tank is living, that you are not the king of R&B. As long as Keith Sweat is living, uh, you are not the king of R&B. Honestly, 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 as long as Chris Brown is living, you are not the king of R&B. Like you'd have a lot of work to do you because y'all probably going to live the same amount of time, I guess. But you have a lot of work to do before you can just crown yourself king. Right now, we just let you into the palace. So we just want you to be glad to be there. Be a good knight. Be the knight of R&B. Do that. K-N-I-G-H-T. Be the knight of R&B. Okay, we'll let you do that. We'll let you do that because you can have many knights. Be the duke of R&B because we can have a bunch of dukes. But King, no, sir. However, common, you have managed to make a good R&B album. I was talking a couple of weeks ago on, on here about how the women have been holding it down for R&B, how the men needed to pick up the slack and pull their weight. And Jacquees is here. He's doing his part. So if you get a chance, listen, I know I know you're worried about the E's and the E and all that stuff, but there's not a lot of that on there. It's also a nice use of uh, auto tune as well. And for this, we give God praise. But nonetheless, he made a really good album. You owe it to yourself to at least check it out. All right. Speaking of checking things out, I stumbled upon this dude named DDG as in dog dog good. All right? I just want to make sure you know what I'm saying. He has a project out called Valedictorian and uh, it's a hip hop album. Listen, let me tell you something. OK, you know how sometimes you just need something to bob your head to and, and, and do that, do that, that club two step to. If you need to do that, then this is what you need to be listening to. Put this album in and just let it ride. It plays well in the car. The hooks are catchy. The verses are like, will make your head nod a little bit. And it's just a good vibe. You know, sometimes you need you a good vibe. All right. And that's that's what this album is. So that's DDG um, Valedictorian. Check that out. Speaking of school, speaking of school, Staley, good brother Staley or Staley. I think that's how you say it. Staley um, takes us to school on his album, which is called Reflection of Self, The Head Trip. And listen, 
it sounds just like the title. It is a head trip. Um, I've listened to this album like two or three times, and like it just puts me every time I listen to it. I just want to sit down and think about my life and the things I'm I've done, the things I'm not doing, and uh, it serves his purpose. He's decided to go independent. He wanted to um, be able to just have control. And this is why the, our episode tonight, today or tonight, whenever you hear this, is called On Your Stuff. He wanted to be able to have control over his music and his sound and where he decides to go and what he decides to do. And he wants to be able to. It's so important for you to just own own your stuff. I right? Even when you're doing dirt, own your dirt. All right. But it's a great album. My favorite song on there is um, it's Peppermints and Water. It's called Peppermints and Water because I like peppermints. I like peppermint tea, too. Um, and I like peppermint oil. All right. If you ever get you a good headache, just rub you some peppermint oil on your temples and you'll be good to go. But yeah, I love this song, Peppermints and uh, Peppermints and Water. It's like my favorite song on there. So check that out. If you just got a minute, you cruising in the car um, or you just at the house chilling, vibing, watching football or whatever, or trying to cook something. Put this in. It plays well. It sounds good. It's it's reflective. It's thoughtful. I love a thinking rapper and that is what Staley is. He is a thinking rapper. Alright. Um, speaking of things I didn't even know anything about um, that I've been thinking about lately. Uh, there's this dude. His name is Armani White. I just, again, sometimes I just randomly search for stuff. And as I'm looking for stuff, I find something else. There's a sermon there. Alright. But uh, he has a project out called uh, Keep in Touch. Keep in Touch. If you like, if you like Earth Gang... Um, if you like Outkast, um, if you like, well, I think just th- those two are work, but specifically Earth Gang. If you like Earth Gang, then you will love Armani White. He has this joint in there called Wonderful. It sounds like church to me. The whole album actually sounds like a really cool church um, to me. It's, he has this energy about him. I never met him in person or whatever, but you can just hear it in the music. Like he has this energy about him. It's um, the best way to describe this. And I think I saw this somewhere, too. And it was very accurate. It's happy hood music. And I've always kind of described myself as a happy hood. You know what? Or whatever. But that this music is for guys like me. It's for guys like you. Girls like you, too. If you're a happy hood cat. I was going to say the N word. But um, it's enough of that going around as it is. If you're a happy hood ninja, then this is the album for you. If you're not happy and hood. This is the album for you to get you in the spirit. Amen. I got to sneeze. Dang, I tried to stop it. Okay, that hurts. Do you know your sneezes come out at like 80 miles an hour or something like that? Like, so when you hold your sneezing, you like you're dying. It's almost like you're dying. I tried to pause it, but whatever. Anyway, um, speaking of random things that we shouldn't be talking about, let me move right along. There's a movie coming out called Queen and Slim. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie coming out. It has the dude in there, uh, Daniel, Daniel Kalua. I think I'm saying his last name correctly. The dude from Get Out and the dude from Black Panther, the black guy that's always making bad choices in movies. You know, he was he chose that white girl in Get Out and almost lost his daggum life. Then he chose the opposite side of his wife in Black Panther. She almost took him out. So hopefully he's making good choices here in this movie. Um, But uh, the movie's not out yeah i think it comes out thanksgiving day but the soundtrack praise god is out and one of the things you guys will learn about me is that i love a good soundtrack and i love a good film score 
And this soundtrack is what you need to be listening to. Um, I encourage you to listen to it before you uh, before you actually go see the movie. One of the things I found out is that it actually helps. Um, it's kind of cool, like when you know the music um, in a movie before you actually see it. It's almost like reading a book and then going to see the movie because um, then you get to see like how they decided to use uh, use the material in the movie. All right, so check that album out when that movie comes out. Check the movie out because it's talking about some things um, that are very serious to us in the black community and anyone who has had any kind of a bad exchange um, with the police. All right. There are a lot of movies coming out, by the way, a lot of movies being made and coming out just dealing with black people and the police. So any chance you get to check that stuff out, check it out, because there's a story that's not been told. Um, And I don't care who's telling it. Just check it out. Check it out because they, they've not been making movies like that, but they are now. And so for that, we're appreciative. Um, speaking of things I appreciate, my, my good brother Travis Green has an album out right now called Broken Record. I got to give you some gospel. Got to give you some gospel. Has an album out called Broken Record. I love Travis. Um, good friend of mine. Good brother of mine. He makes great music. I've um I've always referred to Travis. I don't call him a recording artist. I call him a worship a worship leader who happens to record. Um, if you ever get the chance to see him live, if he's in your city, go see him live. It's it's the greatest worship experience you could ever have in your life. This music that he has out right now um, really reflects that. You put it in, it's literally an entire church service from start. To finish what I like about his music is um, because the thing about worship um, when you're in a church setting or whatever and you're trying to have a good worship experience or even when you're at home and you're just trying to get yourself to a an elevated space spiritually a lot of times you can't always articulate the things that you want to say or the things that you want to express um, to the God that you serve and so um, I appreciate this album because it does that. All of his music actually does that. I love listening to gospel music that articulates the, 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 the things that I'm thinking or the things that I'm feeling or the things that I'm trying to express to God. And this album does that. A couple of other guys that are good at that, too, because they write really well are uh, Kurt Franklin, um, Donald Lawrence and uh, Richard Smallwood. He's a seasoned vet. But dude makes some great music, great music. Also, James Hall. I love me some James Hall. Um, But check out Travis's new album. Check out the other cats I've mentioned, too. If you've just not been listening to gospel music, um, if the only gospel you're listening to is Kanye right now, then check this album out. Um, Check this album out as well. All right. I want to talk about a couple of more things and then we're going to leave the choir room and head on over to the sick list. Amen. Um, Because I feel like the time is far spent. Don't you hate when preachers say that? But anyway, we're going on. So Whitney Houston's friend uh, um, or girlfriend, if you want to call her that back in the day, uh, Robin Crawford. She was on Wendy Williams. She's written a book about Whitney. Um, I think it's called A Song for You. And um, she was on there. Wendy asked her why she decided to write this book now. And Robin said that she felt like Whitney wasn't being seen uh, as a person and who better to know you than your than your secret longtime girlfriend that not met very many people knew about um she asked Wendy asked Robin about 
that infamous interview where Whitney Houston called in and <laughs> and gave Wendy everything that she expected and then some things that she didn't expect. Um, you know, the one where uh, where Whitney was basically like, had she been in the studio, she probably would have whooped Wendy's. You know what? OK. And so she asked her about that. And Robin said that they were looking for Wendy. They were looking for her. I wish I could have seen Wendy's face if you didn't see it. Pull the interview up. It's on YouTube. But um, I wish I could have seen Wendy's face. She was shocked. And uh, she's like, girl, I can't fight. And it's always people that can't fight. That's talking the most trash. If you cannot fight, keep your mouth closed. And if you can't fight, don't hit people. Mason Rudolph, you know you can't fight. Don't be out here hitting people and don't be out here running your mouth on them either because you never know who's going to pull up. That's not the point, but it's a good point to make. But anyway, anyway, uh, they were looking for Wendy. And um, Wendy said, well, what were you guys going to do? And Robin was like, we, you know, we just wanted to see you because um, she said that it's like the way Wendy was telling their stories um, back then. It was like she was in the house with them. And they just couldn't understand, like, how Wendy knew all of this stuff. And Wendy was like, well, you know, girl, I, you know, I get the material. I get the material. I get the, I get the, I get the story. I get the tea. Amen. And so uh, there was like, I just, we just didn't understand it. We wanted to see who you were. Like, we really just wanted to see who you were. She's like, we don't think we we're going to do anything to you, but we just wanted to see who you were. So if you need a good book to read, check out um, Robin Crawford. Um She's married now. She's a nice looking lady. Um, I need to actually borrow a couple of her blazers because uh, it looks like the times that I've seen her, she has a great, uh, great blazer collection. And I love a good blazer. I love a good blazer. If you make blazers and you need somebody to model your stuff, amen, send me one. DM me. Whatever you need to do to send me your stuff, your blazer or whatever, I'll sport it till they fall apart. All right? Um, speaking of things falling apart, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. And again, we just harping back to the theme of owning your stuff. So she was on this label with this guy named Scott, these guys named Scott and Scooter and whatnot. And, um, they are holding up her music right now. She can't perform any of her stuff that she's had, that she's recorded over the years, um, because they have it. And um, she's supposed to be on the AMAs performing, but she's not being able to, she's not being allowed, I guess, uh, to use the music. So she's in a battle for her stuff right now. Now, I've always had mixed feelings about Taylor Swift. And I respect, I love a musician. I want to say that first. And you guys will learn it about me um, as I continue to do this. I love a musician. Um, and so I've always liked Taylor Swift as a musician. Um, she writes, she sings decently and, um, use that loosely. She sings decently. She sings well enough. Let's say that she sings well enough. Um, and she plays an instrument. So she's a musician through and through. Um, even if she wanted to, and I say that because even if she didn't have all the other stuff, she could still show up with her guitar and perform. And so I appreciate that about her. I do like her album. Uh, which one is it? Reputation. And I like 1989, too. I like 1989, too. Where me and Taylor have kind of fallen out, and I'm saying that like we like actually know each other. There's something in her spirit that I just, mm, I can't get jiggy with. And I know she's helped people with this, that, and the third. She's gotten people through a lot of hard times with her music. But there's something 
contrived about her. There's something not quite genuine about her. And I can't put my finger on it. I'd have to probably be around her like in her private time or like when she's not on camera, whatever, to like really get a grip on what that is that I'm just don't. I can't get jiggy with about her, but and so we've not been cool from that standpoint. But um, if you're an artist or you're trying to get something off the ground like myself, you know, make sure you own it. Make sure you own it. Um, if Master P ain't taught me nothing else, is don't let people tell you what you're worth. You get that you learn that lesson on uh, on uh, Solange's album. What's the name of it? A seat at the table where he narrates the um, the album for us, but to call it a movie. It needs to be a movie. But anyway, yeah, own your stuff. Own your stuff. I don't care how good that contract sounds, what they say that they're going to do for you. If they're not going to allow you to control your narrative, to con- to tell your own story, to do it your way, then don't be out here doing it. Like, don't, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, wait. Because if what you got is good, if what you got is really good, then you'll be allowed to do it your way and still get paid. All right. So we're going to see how this thing shakes out for Taylor Swift. Um, We're going to see how it shakes out. We are going to put her on the sick list because her career, (laughs) her career is on the line as far as her being able to perform um, past music. And I guess even to be able to recoup money, monies off of that. So I don't know how that's working either, but I just couldn't imagine like having my own stuff and then being told, yeah, you can't do this because... I know you wrote it and you played on it and this, that, and the third, but it's mine. And it's always a white man. Always a white man. Choose your white man wisely, okay? <laughs> choose your white man wisely. Own your stuff, but if you got to deal with a white man, choose your white man wisely. If you're going to date one, if you're going to marry one, choose your white man wisely. All right? <laughs> Let's go to the sick list. So my favorite part of the show is here, a.k.a. the sick list. We're going to talk about some things and then we're going to give you the grace and the benediction. And we'll see you on the next go round. All right. So we're going to start off on the sick list uh, talking about 45, also known as that man in the White House. Dude has been spazzing out over these uh, impeachment hearings and whatnot. I just found it interesting how... When the two men were on the or being um, interviewed or whatever you want to call it, um, when they were giving their testimonies, he had nothing to say. Uh, he had nothing to say. But all of a sudden, uh, good sister Ambassador Yovanovitch, she gets up here looking like red from Orange is the New Black. Shout out to her, though. Uh, she's testifying, giving her good, giving us her good ministry of service to our country. And Donald Cheeto had the audacity to live tweet while this woman was giving her testimony and basically disrespect her, discredit her. And I think it's a coward move on his part. But what else is new? He's shown a habit of attacking women um, and he'll attack certain men, certain men. Um, But he knew he couldn't come after those other two guys because they were just solid in their way. Even though the uh, the lady that testified uh, the other day, even though she was solid in what she was saying, it's just the fact that she's a woman, that he wanted to try her anyway. So he's, he's around here uh, spazzing out. 
I was tweeting about it. I remember when Barack Obama was in office and I used to pray that nothing happened to him while he was in office. And because um, I was just it was a fear that I had that somebody would try you know, to do harm to him while he was in office. And I don't wish nothing bad on Trump. But now when it comes to that, I just be like, you know what, Lord, that will be done. He just does not need to be sitting in that seat. Um, and it could have been any Republican that won. It just it shouldn't have been him. It's not because I'm not even trying to be anti-Republican at this point. Although they have some things that they need to work out when it comes to just morals, integrity, ethics. Um, if you're going to be repping for the evangelicals, what kind of gospel is it that you guys are pandering and believing in? We, we need to know. We really need to know. So they've got some work to do. Um, and I, I need them to find them another candidate just in case, just in case this don't work out how they think it is. But yeah, so Cheeto is on the, on the, uh, the sick list just for being a sick individual. Moving right along, people are people getting, speaking of people getting sick, I got to learn to talk slower. Like I'm not in control of this. Dion Waiters, Dion Waiters, he plays for the uh, Heat, I believe. He had a panic attack. Um, and here's why. He had an edible. All right. He had an edible and it caused him to have a panic attack. Okay. Um, let me just say this. I've had an edible before. Um, I had an edible before. Um, I had been nagging one of my homeboys about it because I, I, I was, I had heard great things. Praise God. I heard great things about these edibles. And um, I've been nagging my homeboy about it. I told him, like, listen, I want to try one. I want to try one. All right. And um, so he brought me one while I was at work. Okay. I was at work. And this was some years ago. He brought me one while I was at work. And he specifically told me, bro, do not eat this whole brownie. All right. Don't eat the whole brownie. Get you a little piece, enjoy it, maybe eat another piece hours from now or the next day, but do not eat this whole brownie at one time. I was like, all right, I am not going to eat the whole brownie. Okay. So the work day progressed, praise God. And a brother got snackish and I looked in my book bag because I always have my book bag on me. I had no more snacks on me. No snacks, no nothing, no candy. So I'm staring at this brownie on the desk and I'm already shook because I'm like, dude, you eating an edible at work. Like, this is gangster. This is gangster. Um, so, and I was working by myself. I was working, no, one of my other coworkers was there. One of my employees was there. And um, so I looked at it and I was like, I'm just going to get another piece. So I went and I got another piece. All right, I got another piece. I was like, okay, cool. I'm, a, I'm all right. I ain't feeling it. Okay. So about 15, 20 minutes pass or whatever. And I'm like, bruh, I got the munchies. Okay. I want you to know I ate the rest of that brownie. And when I tell you I had the best work day ever, I was so relaxed. I figured out what had been missing from my work experience. It was the least stressed I had ever been at work. And at my and where I was working at at the time, like you know, you're in control of a lot of things. You're in control of a lot of things. And um, I was just giving stuff away that day. You know what? We're discounting. Just take it with you. Like, I was so relaxed. I had a reputation for being a bit of a hard knock, if you will, 
uh, being a bit of a hard knock and um and a tough guy at work a lot of the customers really didn't like me um because i was working in the wireless business i was i was selling cell phones but i was managing the store and um a lot of the people didn't like me i wouldn't say they didn't like me i just wasn't a cup of tea because however you chose whatever you was giving that's what i was giving back so if you gave me a mess i gave you mess back you gave me shade i gave you more shade you tried to come for me i came for you it just you know whatever you was giving that's what i was giving back or whatever and so you know and when you do stuff like that people are like well you're not supposed to do that i'm the customer listen i don't care about you being the customer you better be correct okay you better come proper <laughs> You better act like a human being, like you got some sense and not come here acting like a nut. I know these people have messed their bill up, but listen, I ain't got nothing to do with that. This is what I can do. But if you keep acting like this, this is what I'm not going to do. Amen. And so, but anyway, it was the best day ever. My um, co-worker that was there, she was like, what is wrong with you? Like you, you were just so nice. And I said, yeah, I just, I feel great. I feel great. Um, the next day I was off. And uh, I came back in the day after that. And uh, apparently some of the people had came back to the store because they needed some things or whatever. And they were talking about how nice I was. That they was like, he's never that nice. Like, what? he was so nice. So nice. Little did they know. I had had an edible. And I was so relaxed that I just didn't care. And so I've tried to carry that into my sober life. Um, to not be so concerned about things that really don't affect me directly and i need you to understand this is one of my main points but it's a good point to make when you're at work okay and i know they're teaching you these rules and all these things and they tell you what you can do and what you can't do especially if you're working in customer service at the end of the day it is not your stuff one of my one of my managers back in the day her name was yolanda and the other my main manager tiandra um shout out to yolanda and tiandra because they just taught me how to work uh and lachey too lachey i miss them so much um, but one of the things they taught me was like, this is not your stuff. If they want this stuff, give it to them. If as long as it's not going to get you, um, get you fired or get you carried away from here, give it to them. It's not your stuff or whatever. So I learned to do that and work just got better, um, for me. But at the same time, don't be at these jobs, letting these people like personally attack you. I don't care how much they paying you. It's just not, it's just not worth it. If you got a boss that ain't treating you right. Okay find you another job or work work the channels until some kind of change happens all right until they start paying us more we're gonna put up with less amen um speaking of putting up with less um the golden state warriors they are on the sick list for being one of the worst teams if not the worst team in the league they just keep piling up injuries it's, it's the weirdest thing not d'angelo russell is going to be out for two weeks i think everybody's just taking a turn like you know what we're going to make sure we do this tanking thing properly so we just going to make sure that we um all take a turn those of us that could be impactful to the game we're going to all take a turn being hurt or whatever but it don't take all of this golden state you don't take all of this all right um summer walker summer walker is on the sick list um for two things um her tour is called the first and the last tour and apparently it really is that the first and the last tour uh she has come out and said that she suffers with uh social anxiety and i know what this is like i get a little anxious um one going out to socialize and then two just being out 
in the element. I hate Black Friday. Like Black Friday, I go find the biggest ball to curl up into and stay home. It freaks me out to be around that many people. Even at like sporting events, and I love sporting events, I get a little antsy because I, I you never know like what people are thinking, um, what's going on behind you. Um, who is this person that I'm sitting to, sitting next to? Uh, did they vote for Trump? Like, it's just so many things running on it, running, you know, in my head or whatever. So I understand what this is like, uh, even at church. Sometimes I experience a little bit of social anxiety, you know, am I saved enough? Um, with me being a, uh, a minister or whatever, am I saying the right things? Do, am I, am I coming across as someone who actually, am I acting like a minister based on what this person might think a minister is supposed to be? It's a lot of pressure. Or whatever but also also a, a good chunk of us christians were up in arms i'm gonna say us because i i profess to be one were up in arms about her um apparently dabbling or being full-fledged into into witchcraft and um i understand that there are good witches and that there are bad witches and warlocks and all of that stuff whatever i understand that I also understand that because she posted the picture of an altar, which come to find out, um, apparently the picture came from Pinterest or whatever. Um, but I understand that even in Christianity, that we do have altars, quote unquote, um, even on Sunday mornings when we do we do a thing called altar call prayer where you come to the altar. And it's not really like a literal altar, but you get the point. You come up and you get prayer. Um, and so I know people have said, well, Christianity, we practice, um, we cast spells and this, then the third and all this stuff. I get it. OK, um, I get it. It's just that for me personally, because I this is my thing when it comes to like religion. And I love Jesus. I do. I love Jesus. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. All of those great things. But I don't bash another man's religion or beliefs or whatever it is that they believe in. The thing about the thing is um, you have to believe in that thing in order for that thing to uh, to work. And so I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I, I believe in I believe in those entities and I believe that they all make one. OK, and I've seen them work in my life. All right. I don't know nothing about witchcraft. And so I don't I don't disrespect it or anything like that. But I have a healthy fear of it because I know that it can be used just like Christianity. It can be used um, for things that are evil or whatever. What I want all of us to do, and this is the reason I brought this up, because this is sickening a little bit in the sense that how disrespectful we are to one another's religion. Like it's possible for me to believe what I believe and for you to believe what you believe and us not totally fall out about it. Um, I don't have to be disrespectful. I can just choose not to deal with you. Now, if Summer Walker is out here practicing full-fledged full witchcraft, number one, that's her business. Number two, as long as sis ain't casting no spell on me that's, that's going to try to be a weapon formed against me to prosper, I'm okay. Just let me be. <laughs> um, let me be. Let me do what I do. And I'll let you do what you do. Okay. And I think we all need to, to learn to practice that. Some of my closest friends, um, some of the coolest people I know are actually, um, they're actually Muslims. And I always tell them that one of the things I appreciate about uh, Muslims is 
how disciplined they are. Now, let me just say the ones that are actually practicing it properly. Um, I always appreciate how disciplined they are. Like when it's time to pray, the day stops and we pray. If we say we're going on a fast, then they're going on a fast. And like, that's that. Like, there's no questions asked. This must, This is what must be done. So I've always appreciated their discipline. I've tried to actually take that aspect of their belief system and um, impart it and apply it to my own. I want to be a disciplined Christian. I struggle with that sometimes. Um, And I I do pretty well for the most part, but every now and then I get a little wayward. So in terms of praying how I'm supposed to pray, meditating when I'm supposed to, sitting down and actually reading my Bible like I'm supposed to or whatever, being engaged in the church service, leaving my personal feelings at home that day or whatever. So sometimes I get a little slack there or whatever. Sometimes I bring my bad day to church with me or whatever, or whatever meeting that I'm having. Um, And so I want to be a little bit more disciplined in that regard. Sometimes I don't always think the right things or whatever. So I appreciate their discipline. And I will say this, I think this is the problem that a lot of people have with Christianity. And I've talked about this for way too long. They have a problem with us as Christians because a lot of times we don't come across as disciplined. Um, We tend to give ourselves excuses for our behavior, um, for some of the things that we're doing. Um, You know, we we make excuses when we do wrong and we don't always acknowledge uh, or we're not always accountable for our actions. And then I think sometimes we take it for granted that, you know, that we have forgiveness and grace and all of those things like that. And so I think sometimes we take it for granted and it comes across as if like we just out here playing. So I get it. I get it. Um, if you ever hear me preach, uh, you'll note that I I tend to be kind of tough on on church folk. Um, I tend to be kind of church, tough on church folk or whatever. But um, believe what you believe and don't be disrespectful or, you know, spew ill will towards someone who doesn't believe what you believe it's only when a person chooses to attack you with what they believe where you need to be concerned or go on the offensive okay um and that that's just how i choose to um that's just how i choose to approach that um next item we have on next item who i sound like the next thing or person that we have on the sick list is T.I. and his daughter. Okay, T.I. is going to the gynecologist with his daughter, who is a grown woman, even though she's like 18 or whatever. He's going to the gynecologist with this girl to make sure that her hymen is still intact. Okay. (laughs) I just, I want to let that marinate for a second. The father is going to the gynecologist with his daughter to make sure that her hymen is still intact. Now, I don't have a hymen and uh, I don't have to go to a gynecologist, but I am getting to that age where um, I am getting to that age where it's time to, you know, get that good prostate exam. I'm getting to that age now or whatever, but I don't have a hymen. And um, I can already imagine that it must be nerve wracking going to the gynecologist with your mother as it is um and then just her being there with you i imagine it's already nerve-wracking but then to go with your to have your dad go with you and then to be for a specific reason oh no ma'am sir that's unacceptable ti you are out of control 
you are out of control. You need to let that girl own her body. And you need to trust that she's out there doing the right thing. You need to trust that you've raised her um, to be an upstanding young lady. You need to trust that you've raised her to make good choices in, in terms of how she chooses to use her hymen. Okay? That's a narrative, unfortunately, that you cannot control. You've done your part as far as training her up in the way that she should go. But that hymen is hers now. And you need to let it go. Let it go. Leave it alone. Let it be. Be like the Beatles and let it be. Okay? That's disgusting. And because you're you're trying to own her body. And like, what were you thinking? You could have been reading another book instead of going to the gynecologist with this girl. And then the fact that you thought it was cool enough to get on social media and say, yeah, I'm, I'm checking her hymen. Are you crazy? What about your son? Are you checking? Are you checking to see how many hard towels are in the room? Are you checking that stuff out? Or who he's sleeping with? Are you doing a smell check when they get back? Like Taraji did in Baby Boy? Are you doing that? I think not. And so with that, leave that girl alone. I know she's embarrassed. One that you even going like this has been a private shame for her for God knows how many long, how many years or whatever. And now you've made it public. She can't even go out in the streets now. You know, people are crazy. And you out here talking about her hymen. And now people know that she got a good. OK, now people know she got a good. And they got here snatching uh, black women up and whatnot. And you done put it out here that her stuff intact. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> Do better with your life. Find another big word to put in a small sentence, okay? Um, which brings me to my next thing on the sick list. And this is kind of serious. Um, I don't know if you all are paying attention, but I am. There are a ton of black women and black children who are either A, going missing or being killed. And it's like it's one thing after another. If it's not police brutality, we're coming up missing. I know even in, in the case of at Clark Atlanta with the, uh, the young lady there, I know that's 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 mostly black people involved, but it's the principle of the, the principle of the fact that it's a black child going missing. It's a black woman going missing. It's a black woman being murdered. Fellas, whatever you can do to help these women and children out, if it means you just standing around waiting a few minutes or whatever while she catches her Uber, whatever it is, um, you do that. Don't leave these women out here by themselves. Um, don't leave these children out here by themselves. There's an incident in my neck of the woods where um, these people, they were in a white van and they were actually trying to snatch up children. Now, listen, let me tell you something. Where I live at, where I live at, everybody knows everybody. But moreover, everybody knows everybody's child. OK. And um, so <laughs> like if I go to Walmart I'm going to end up speaking to like 10 people because everybody knows my parents or whatever. They know me, too. But like they know my parents. OK, I can't do certain stuff around in my neck of the woods or whatever because people know me and they don't go back and tell my folks like, well, you know, I saw your son over there to yonder's way um, with yonder's folk or whatever. And I don't know what they was doing, but I don't think they got no he had no business over there. And don't he be on, down there to the church? So I have to be mindful of what, what I'm doing and where I'm at and all that stuff, whatever. Fellas, 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 it's going to be up to us to really do what we need to do and make sure that we're protecting our black women, that we're protecting our black children, our black babies, 
they need us we need each other um and we need them um women women you won't hear me say this too tough but i mean it arm yourselves accordingly and uh sharpen your senses be a little bit more aware of what's going on and i'm not saying that that's what's happening i want to make sure we make that clear but be extra aware of what's going on it's also the holiday season so this is only going to continue to get worse if we don't get our head on a swivel be aware of where you are my niece had me shook the other day because she wanted to run around in the store and i was like no ma'am they out here snatching children um and if somebody snatch you up i'm not going to jail i'm going to prison okay and i'm ready to go if that's what it comes to but i want us to just pay attention to what's going on we gotta love one another um and this is again this is another narrative that we can control or whatever black women black men if you're in a relationship and it's toxic or whatever get out you know what i'm saying get out i know this is random it probably has nothing to do with nothing but i just thought to say it get out of that situation bro if you don't really love that girl or you trying to control her let her go okay because you're going to end up doing something you got no business doing my sister if you're in a relationship with a man and he's controlling you got to give him your paycheck or this that and a third or whatever you can't go here you can't do that or whatever you get out of that relationship if you need help you call somebody okay if you see somebody's child in the street okay you see them without a parent or you don't see an adult around or whatever you ask that child what they what they're doing and you stay with that child until someone comes to get them this is something that we can own this is something that we can control so we can do that um i want the killing to stop i want the murdering to stop uh we already got the you know we already still dealing with the police and and the judicial system we got people that are on death row that need to come off and and the judicial system the justice system don't want to do their due diligence on that or whatever so any opportunity that they can get to take us out they're doing it let's do our part let's i had a dream about this um a few weeks ago where um i i was telling people to arm themselves so i'm going to encourage you to arm yourself that don't mean go get every gun but just make sure that you have what you need to do what you need to do if you need to do something do you understand what i'm saying make sure you're aware of where you are that you have a way of escape amen um wherever you are and wherever you may be and just look out for the babies look out for the babies they 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 don't deserve anything that's happening um they don't deserve any of this stuff that's happening to them all right let's do the grace let's do the grace and then we're gonna be on our way mind your business mind your ways mind your mouth so you can save face i want to thank you guys for tuning in um as always you can follow me on twitter at brody bowtie you can hit me up on Instagram where they're doing away with likes at Brody Bowtie. I have a blog that I would love for you to, to read. I wrote a cool post about Megan Thee Stallion the other day um, called The Gospel of Megan Thee Stallion. Um, it's about defining your seasons. So I wrote a post there, uh, brodybowtie.wordpress.com. Please check that out. If you want to leave me a message on here, it's anchor.fm backslash uh, the benediction backslash message. I know it's a lot of backslashes, but you can do it all right leave me a message um if you got an extended concern an extended question or something you just want me to talk about you can email a brother at brodybowtie at gmail.com all right we look forward to continuing to uh let this grow and whatnot i'm waiting for it to get picked up i'm waiting for it to get picked up that's one of my goals uh in the next year or so 
to be getting picked up and paid for this. Amen. All right, but in the meantime, let's do the benediction, and, you, and we're going to dismiss you from this place, but never from my presence, all right? Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling into other folks' business, so that you can stay on purpose, who can present you as flawless before anyone foolishly focused enough to make you their enemy or frenemy, to him who is able to make the beat knock and your melanin pop, to him who is able to make your cup run over and your account abound, to the one who sustains black girl magic and black boy joy in white spaces, places and faces to the god who made us in his image so there's no way you could possibly be ugly may your life be filled with his glory honor majesty dominion and power both now and forever and all of god's people said amen we out <laughs>